What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Nerdy Nomicron. This is episode two. I am your host, Alex, a.k.a. Snurfin, and I'm joined by the wonderful, the handsome, the best hair out of all three of us, Ryan, hmm. a.k.a. Synthetic. How's it going, buddy? My man. It's going good, man. How are everyone else doing? Good, good. And to my left, not really to my left because this is all digital, but to my left, also equally as handsome, and like I said last time, my personal teddy bear, Oliver, the Fonstrosity. Hello. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. Good, good. How's everybody been since our last pod? Oh, just been chilling. Yeah. Keeping up to date on yeah. all this stuff. All that nerdy stuff. And for those of you who yes, don't sir. know, the Nerdy Nomicron is their one-stop shop where you can come and listen to three, sometimes more friends hang out and talk about all the nerdy shit going on in the world. Uh, it's a great place. Very absolutely. Some, some would, would argue. I can vouch uh, for that. <laughs> you have to. You're part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on today's docket, um, and hopefully we can stick to it a lot better than the last should episode. We, should, we, should we even say what we're going to talk about this episode? Because last time we just did not follow that. Yeah, well, you know what? We'll we'll give we'll give brief. Fuck it. You know what? We're going to talk <laughs> about what if episode four, just because uh, Ollie here was privileged enough to go see Shang Chi early, so we're going to grill him a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely need to talk about Rick and Morty and what's going on with that, and then from there, who the fuck knows? It could go anywhere. But uh, those three things for sure, we definitely need to need to get going. So uh, let's start this roundtable discussion. Episode four of What If. Ryan, go. I gotta say, I think this one was my favorite episode so far. I really yeah. like um, that, uh, I guess, subgenre of film that's sort of been more recently popularized in the last five years, where it's uh, like stuck in this one room and reliving this event until you can either change things or uh, come to terms with the fact that it's never going to change. And I like the way that they portrayed it differently here, given the superhero arc alongside it. Right. I thought it was really well done. But we're not going to get into too much detail yet. I want to hear, uh, like, everyone else's thoughts before we sort of dive into the events of this episode. Yeah, no kidding. Ollie, go, buddy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like you said, the this genre of being stuck in time loops, is, uh, it's kind of come out of nowhere for me. But once I realized it was here, I'm like, hey, I actually really like this. and just doing it with the perspective of uh, a guy going mad is just brilliant. I like how it's gone really darker since episode one as well. We've kind of started with this uh, Captain Carter and how just awesome she is. And then we've gone yeah. to uh, this where we've gotten Dr. Armani. Yeah. Sorry about you, Alex. Dr. Armani, you may need to clarify for me. What's that? Uh, that's what, um, what's his name? The guy in the library called uh, Dr. Strange when he corrected him about the suit. And he was oh. like, oh, the suit's Armani. <laughs> and he's like, ah. And then later on, I think he calls him Dr. Armani. Yes, yes. To me, that's the headcanon of Dr. Strange versus Dr. Armani here. Yeah, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. Let's take huh. it and run. Um, yeah, this episode was fucking incredible uh i did not see the ending coming the way it ended 
uh, and we'll we'll get into that in just a few here. But um, no, I have to agree. It's nice to see that this has taken a bit of a dark turn because, like you said, we come from episode one, Captain Carter. Um, not overly dark, pretty light, not campy light, but like it was it was enjoyable. It had a good a good feel good feel to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like you, the same words in succession. It, it more or less still followed the kind of arc of Captain America, the first Avenger. You know, she disappears for a, a time, finds out life isn't the way she knows it. But for the most part, it it is that still happy atmosphere. Yeah, it was a light, fun, uh, just episode. And then you move into <laughs> T'Challa as Star Lord, and that was a nonstop comedy fest from start to finish. Oh, no matter I love that dark, episode. No matter how dark they tried to go with it, it was still funny as fuck. Yeah, um, I think three was the turning point with uh, the with the murdering of the entire fucking Avengers initiative, uh, and it started to take its dark turn there, uh, especially with Loki pretty much taking over the world at the end of that. That was pretty pretty grim. Mm-hmm. And then you get episode four, where, and and I like how how they put it. What if instead of Strange losing his hands, he loses his heart, and that's how he becomes who he is, the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, and holy shit, like, oh man, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even describe, um, how I feel about this because like it was such a delight to see such twisted uh, and dark themes. And right from the get-go, I mean, it starts off kind of happy. You know, the two of them are getting ready to go on this date. Um, and really big emphasis on this creme brulee thing. And I had to go back to other Doctor Strange, the movie, and try to find creme brulee. And I didn't find creme brulee. So I thought maybe, like, <laughs> it was a reference to something. Uh, definitely not. But uh, that's neither here nor there. And then, you know, I thought they were going to bite the biscuit fucking when he pulls out around the truck uh, and almost gets smashed by that car. I didn't see the whole thing uh, from the car from behind thing coming. That was, uh, that threw me off. But if you noticed when they went off the side of the, off the cliff, there it was almost shot for shot the scene from the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was a delight. And then this, this constant theme of trying to change what you couldn't what you can't change what inevitably cannot be changed and if you do try to change it bad things happen um sad watching him go through this this pain and loss and sorrow and knowing he has the power to try to change it but not knowing that he can't actually change a fixed point in time that was mind-blowing this uh brings me back a little bit to what we were talking about last episode um in terms of predictions and whatnot for uh, No Way Home and how we were talking about that potential of um, this Doctor Strange character being theorized as Mephisto by a lot of people right now. But I think that this episode came at a really good time to sort of combat those arguments, um, just showing that at this point um, in episode four, he was already the Sorcerer Supreme. He had already gone through all of the challenges um, that they face as the Avengers, but he was still arrogant enough to attempt and truly believe that he could alter this fixed point in time, which just furthers my belief that this isn't Mephisto. This is just simply going to be Doctor Strange um, developing as a character throughout the future of um, the MCU. 
in Spider-Man No Way Home. And uh, I think that's good to see. I don't think it would be a good time to introduce Mephisto, but I like that they did this as sort of just showing us that we haven't seen the extent of what Doctor Strange's character will eventually grow into. Right, or what his ego is capable of. Yeah, exactly. Only took him like hundreds of years of absorbing creatures to get to that point. So it's a little it's a little bit sped up in a sense. Um, but yeah, it, it really just goes to show um where Doctor Strange can go. He's an OP OP guy, that's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. OP's putting it lightly. He's the motherfucking sorcerer supreme. That was crazy, man. Just holding open an entire fucking universe. Oh yeah. Ridiculous that last scene. Absolutely insane. Yeah, so so what do we th- think it just the universe collapsed or is he stuck in that little well i guess he's hell bubble i guess he's stuck in that bubble like that's i think that was that would have technically been his universe that he was warned so many times not to tamper with because the shit could happen and And... kind of awesome that this was the first episode the watcher was both observed and interacted with well this is why what i'm thinking with this uh, with this increasingly darker tone that they're going with in the what if series, I'm just really wondering if um, they are going to kind of get really meta with it. Uh, Especially since I believe it's the same writer who's doing the majority of this AC Bradley. Um, They're the lead writer for the what if series. So um, just, I don't know, after a while they, they might uh, decide to, to do more like that. So you think this A.C. Bradley is trying to tell a story through all of these episodes? That's, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I know it's kind of more of an anthology of, you know, what if different universes. Right. But at the same time, I do think that there is a theme where they're trying to connect each one to. Uh, maybe we'll see elements of episodes in future uh, Marvel projects. That could be true. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. Do you think maybe that when they come to the culmination of this this season that all these events in the what if universe all connect or do you think these are in, entirely separate uh contained well, events? Well we we are getting into the multiverse, right? Right. So I wouldn't rule out the idea that maybe one or more of these episodes can occur in the same universe. Okay. You just don't know the timeline, right? That's fair. Ryan, your thoughts? Honestly, I would like to see them uh, sort of go through with what you're talking about here, Ollie. And just like the sense that the further they get with the uh, MCU movie releases, they could use the What If series to sort of introduce um, like different versions of these characters that we've already seen for Avengers uh, type movies in the future. Or just piggybacking off of the events that happened in some of these uh, episodes where they'll sort of interconnect different characters that we haven't seen interact with each other much. Uh, like, for example, maybe the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, um, having some form of introduction to um, the Avengers characters uh, that we currently have in the roster. That, um, that's exactly where my mind went with it. If they do happen yeah. to do a what-if episode with, oh, what if the X-Men were around during Endgame? then I could mm-hmm. totally see them doing some kind of overlap in the future with a different Marvel project. I would yeah. die. Yeah, I, yeah, I think we'd all die. <laughs> with what if. I, I think I would, I would 
probably die from coming so hard in my chair. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> like I already think that they're going to somehow introduce X-Men maybe with w the events of what happened with Endgame. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but now that the, they do own it, right? X-Men is a Marvel a property now? Uh, Disney? Because yeah, uh, Disney owns Fox. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and the X-Men was a Fox property. Yeah, so and, we... And, and X-Men is arguably a lot more popular than some of the heroes they've started off um, with this MCU. So oh, it absolutely. would be a hugely missed opportunity if they didn't incorporate it into this iteration of the MCU. And now that we're going into the multiverse, I'd, I'd be willing to bet we'd see it in the next phase or two. Can you imagine if they were weaving such an intricate multi-layered story with this next set of phases whereas we had one story told from many perspectives from from iron man forward to Endgame. Uh, a lot of different things on their own happened but they all culminated at the same point could you imagine if they took all of these uh, from let's say fantastic four x-men and new avengers uh shang chi all the stuff that's that's coming up and coming out had them cross paths but had maybe like separate large culminating events that are connected but on like three separate fronts or whatever like can you imagine the storytelling yeah. going forward Oh, 100%. Well, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because in, you know, I finally caught up since last episode, we talked about the first three episodes of What If, but What If episode three, I did not realize that it was, or canon, at least in this universe they showed, where um, the events of Iron Man 2, um, Thor, and what was the other movie that happened? All happened within uh, the Incredible Hulk. Oh, all, all within the, within the week. Within a week of each other. Yeah, yeah. And I did not know that. I that never occurred to me. So absolutely, like going forward in this MCU, I could totally see like Shang Chi taking place at the same time as something else that we just have not seen yet. Right. Especially with all this multiverse stuff going on, um, I think it was at the. You guys are caught up with Loki and uh, WandaVision and everything, right? Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so at the end of uh, Loki, when it's that point that hasn't been crossed yet, I forget the term that he used for it, uh, he who remains. Oh, it. yeah, yeah. You know what? I have no idea. I can't remember either. There was, if I'm not mistaken, it was like a pink flash of light, and maybe that was the end of WandaVision when the walls collapsed. So oh, maybe it's just something like that, where I think we're already kind of seeing how a lot of these stories intertwine with each other. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's necessarily causation, like just because the WandaVision walls collapsed, it, it might be at the same time as that. But maybe that's not the, the point of time where everything kind of explodes to go out of control. Right. There's right. probably a bunch of other stuff that happened at the exact same time to lead to that moment which defines our current universe because you can't just define it at any one point there's so many characters and so many stories being told in the mcu that um how do you control that there's just an unlimited amount of potential where characters can go and maybe that's what they're alluding to going into the future here fuck yeah dude so i just think that's um, crazy to think about yeah. That idea of like the two endings of these shows being connected, I'm very much on board with. 
Um, it's been stated before that uh, Wanda is more powerful than Kang in this situation. And the only thing that, in this circumstance, could potentially create this uh, multiversal level event would be something more powerful than uh, Kang or the TVA is able to see, essentially, along their vision for uh, their perfect future, I guess, and just seeing the universe to its end. But Wanda transforming into the Scarlet Witch was one of those unforeseen events where it was entirely based on her character and the way she shut her off, uh, shut herself off from the world into her own little bubble that was unaffected by everything, including the TVA, because yeah. she was just in- immensely more powerful than the rest of these beings within this universe to a point where she was just basically left uncontested. Now, do you think it was she was left uncontested by her power or do you think maybe that particular set of events was meant to happen? Because the TVA doesn't step in unless it fucks with the timeline. Right. So I yeah. think that they just couldn't see it altogether. I think that they were locked oh, out in very much the same way up. that, yeah, like because yeah. of the runes that they had uh, inside of there in the same way that they had them in the TVA where you couldn't use any form of magic. I think that hers was just powerful enough um, that she could keep even the eyes of the TVA off of what she was doing. Or maybe they did see it, and they just knew that there was nothing they could do about it. No, I wouldn't really be surprised. Be one. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't see it, because, I mean, it, it took Loki to figure out that uh, um, Sylvie was hiding in the apocalypses, right? If you're the TVA and all all your all-knowing power, you can see so many uh, universes and timelines you can't really see that you're not really thinking outside of the box to look for that then i could totally see how maybe the scarlet witch's power is so immense and you know maybe magic has nothing to do with what tva are doing because we know it's what like 31st century uh science that they're using yeah so mm-hmm. you know you can't explain everything with science i guess in this sense because you know scarlet witch's magic is just just too much for unquantifiable if you want to get sciencey about it you know same (laughs) with yes same with um if you go into other marvel comics properties like i'm forgetting the the name off the top of my head but if you guys are familiar with iron fist um and where he came from where he got his powers he was a variant of kang wasn't he iron fist Oh, sorry, Iron Fist. I thought you meant Iron Lad. Yeah, um, like where's Iron Iron Fist was? Uh, well, they had the uh, the Netflix thing with Danny. Yeah, Rand. and they they did mention uh, where it was. I uh, Kung Kung Lung Kung Kung Lun. Yeah, Kung Lun or Kung Lao, something like that. No, no, Kung Lun. It was definitely Kung Lun. Yeah, and he he fought and defeated the dragon Shao Lao, the Undying. Yes. Uh, and you know just something like that we haven't even seen introduced into the bigger MCU. We've seen it in the Netflix MCU, um, which I guess is like loose canon because it did take place after the Battle of New York. Right. Uh, but it's, Tons of evidence on that one, newspaper clippings and shit in the offices. Yeah, especially with uh, the Incredible Hulk, I think, and the fight with Abomination, was it? That was the, oh, was that the something of Harlem? 
Yes, you're right. That took place in Harlem, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it it is kind of you know canon there. Um, but I don't think going forward it is since they've canceled the Netflix shows. But um, yeah. Anyways, you know there are some magical places that we have kind of seen um, that I think will will be more commonplace going forward in the MCU. Yeah, you think we'll we'll see Kung Lun in the MCU and like in proper MCU? I don't know about Kung Lun itself, but something like it for sure. And then uh, I guess with more uh, more Doctor Strange, I imagine there must be some more Comertage. I don't think I'm familiar with that. Comertage is the is is the the temple he goes to, where he learns how to be the oh. Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, basically, I'm sure there's lots of that just peppered into the MCU, especially with like if we ever get into the Inhumans or something like that. Like, where are they? Are they at the bottom of the ocean? Are they on the moon? There's just been so many different places. I, co- I totally been. forgot about that that storyline. I, I think I tried to watch it and I just couldn't get into it. Like the TV show that that was. Yeah, out? yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't even bother seeing it. I saw how bad the CGI was in the trailer, <laughs> and, and I just knew that wasn't for me. I saw what little of the Inhumans they did in. In uh, it was like season five of Shield, Agents of Shield, um, sure. and that was kind of when they lost me. So going beyond that and having a standalone TV show was like, ugh. I think the only thing going for it was that it had Reek from Game of Thrones. Uh, I forget his name hmm. off the top of my head. Yeah, you're you got me at a loss for that one. I did I did not complete my Game of Thrones watch through. Oh okay. I just finished mine and holy. Fuck, I wish I didn't watch that last season, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I didn't fucking watch it. Like, everyone said it was so bad, and it wasn't worth watching, but I just wanted to know how it ended, and I'm so fucking disappointed. Oh, yeah. damn. There yeah, are... definitely not alone in that one. I mean, I, I don't feel <laughs> for you, because I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know anything, but I've heard so much from everyone around me about how horrible it's this It's bad, man. Was. It's real bad. Yeah, um, it... Just with how big Game of Thrones was, I had to watch the ending, and I was very disappointed with it. Um, it did remind me of how disappointed I felt with the Dexter finale. I don't know if you guys watched that show. Oh, that was yeah. A, that was another show that I, I didn't even watch the final episode. That's how bad it was for me going five minutes <laughs> into it. I just skimmed it and just kind of like looked at it out of the corner of my eye and, and was like, oh, that happens? Oh, God. <laughs> so with Game of Thrones, just... I'm really disappointed that they decided to go that route. Um, I think they were they were looking at jumping ship to another project that they had for Marvel or Disney or something like that. And so Star they, Wars, Star Wars was it? And I so think it was a Star Wars property, and then it got stripped from them. Yes, yeah, hmm. that that got removed, and I think there was a Marvel project somewhere in there as well, and they got removed from that. Uh, but just idiots making bad decisions when they were you know cream of the crop at one point so that's oh, disappointing. Yeah. Right. sometimes fame just goes to your head right yeah i will never let that happen should we get internet famous oh my god i definitely won't let that happen no no <laughs> you guys we'll call will each be, other out on it you guys will Agreed. definitely be equals in your servitude for me <laughs> all right hey i mean that sounds pretty fair <laughs> Oh man, fuck yeah! <laughs> but um, moving back on the topic here, I did actually want to touch on the um, the Netflix 
uh, MCU stuff while we were yeah. sort of on the topic and yes, uh, to Daredevil in oh, yeah. particular. Yeah, you oh. heard uh, you got a little you got a little rumor going with yeah, Mister Daredevil, Mister Charlie Cox, my my favorite of the Netflix shows for oh, sure. Daredevil the MCU, fucking insane. Although I do have a personal spot in my heart for Luke Cage. Luke Cage was dope as fuck. The first season was good, yeah. You didn't like I the second get, season? I couldn't get past like the third episode of season two. Yeah, <laughs> I, that happened to me with a lot of them. I think Daredevil was fantastic. Season three was great because they were kind of trying to stem off with, um, uh, what was it, The Punisher? Um, right. And then JJ, which is, oh man, what is her name? Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones, that's it. Thank you. Um, Don't worry, I got you. Jessica Jones season one was all right. The ending, I think they kind of ruined it. Uh, Iron Fist was just bad garbage. all around. Yeah. Fucking garbage. I that didn't even was... watch the second season. I didn't I even bother. Me neither. After they ended season one with like, hey, he's not Iron Fist anymore, but she's like Iron Lady with two awesome pistols. Right. Um, that was like <laughs> they are shitting on this character so much, or they're gonna redeem themselves in this huge fashion. Was there even a season two with Iron Fist? There was. There was a second season. Okay. Well, I didn't watch it. Same with. I did not. He's with... he's not a great actor, and the action kind of sucked, and it was slow. Well, well, that the issue with the choreography was that they didn't even cast him. I think till like two weeks before filming. I'm sure I'm butchering that, but it was very close to when they actually started filming it. Even even so, if that were true, um, he also has no action training, so apparently that was a challenge for them, too. Yeah, I think all he had was that one Game of Thrones scene that I've seen him in before Iron Fist came out. I don't sure. know if you guys uh, got that far in Game of Thrones. Well, Ryan, you finished it, but I don't know if you realized it was him. I did um, not actually know. Who was yeah, he? he was he was oh man i don't even remember characters it was like season three or four or something like that but he was i the, got you oh, he was the this shit right now he was a, a prince that was in supposed to marry um uh somebody but he ended up being gay and there was like a whole side oh, storyline with that oh yeah he's like uh he was one of the baratheon brothers right I think yes, and um, who is that famous actress? That Ben was Jones like... is his name. One second. Yeah, but but anyways, uh, that's the only thing I've seen him in before. Iron he was Fist. he was Loras Tyrell. In Game Loras of Tyrell. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Um. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So Iron Fist definitely wasn't that great. I didn't even get to season two. Uh, Jessica Jones. <laughs> I, I didn't even I, get to episode two of that show. <laughs> I not Jessica Jones, but damn, I only like, I only watched so bad. I only watched season one of Iron Fist because I'm I loved his character in I think it was one of the Spider Man uh, animated shows. Oh, yeah. uh, I thought he was like so interesting and so cool. He's this like surfer dude who's like all about peace, but then he just fucking obliterates things with his fist. Wait, hold on. Which which <laughs> Spider Man cartoon? Not like the amazing Spider Man from like way No, back I don't think it was anything that early. I, I think it was Spider Man X D with um uh what's his name? Drake Bell? Sure. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not sure I know who Drake Bell is, but yeah, I don't think I've ever even heard. Oh, of he Drake was. Yeah, like that old show. 
Yeah, Drake and Josh. Uh, yeah, and he's he's gone on to do a, a bunch of other things with Disney, but there's some and children. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, hold yeah, on. You, he recently major... just finished. Uh, he recently just finished like a trial for endangering a minor or something. So that sounds yeah. like diddling a minor. It's okay to say. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah B- basically. basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jessica Jones, I think season three. I didn't even watch that. There's was... only two. There's only two. Okay, then it was season two. I didn't watch. It was. Uh, Luke... uh, it was weird. <laughs> Well, yeah, the whole character arc with her best friend, who is Wildcat, I think, is... Or wild something, I, I, yeah. Yeah, it just... It went in a direction where I felt was really wrong for the character they were trying to portray. Right. Um I can't remember exactly what the event was, but she just, at some point, just got, like, angry and was like, ah, you guys are best friends. Why the fuck are you, like, angry? Um but uh, Luke Cage, uh, I felt was all right. Didn't watch season two though, and then the Defenders was actually redeemable. Uh, I think that happened before Daredevil season three, and then Luke yes. Cage season two, somewhere in between that. Yes. Um. But yeah, I felt I felt the Defenders was actually a worthwhile um crossover with them, which is what they were aiming for in the first place. Well, right, and they wanted something where they can all come together and have an Avengers moment, although yeah, they didn't and, really have an Avengers moment. And all I remember for the longest time was that thinking that it, how great would it be to have Charlie Cox as Daredevil show up in the MCU? Maybe with some of these other characters too, but definitely Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Well, getting back to Ryan's rumor there, didn't we... Uh, wasn't there a rumor that Charlie Cox's Daredevil is could possibly be in No Way Home. Yep. Yeah. That's so this one was like one of these particularly weird circumstances where the fans just went above and beyond to try and dig <laughs> up whatever they could out of the trailers. So in the No Way Home trailer, there's like one scene where they're kind of uh in I guess what seems to be an interrogation room of some kind. And it's a really quick shot, super dark room, and it's just a shot of an arm on a desk. <laughs> and somehow, these fans managed to um, find like the closest looking photo from the Daredevil Netflix show and compared the arms to a point where they could tell that it was the same because of the way the arm hairs were or something like super strange <laughs> like that. That's and, some CSI shit. Yeah, yeah like that, straight up. They discovered that, that uh that it is the uh uh same actor that's gonna be in both, or at least like that's what they think. It's not confirmed or anything yet, but with the amount and, of digging that uh this seems to have gone into all this, I feel pretty confident that they're probably right. And what, Matt Murdock is gonna be someone's lawyer? Yes, Honestly, that's, yeah, that's like, the rumor I heard was that he was going to be a lawyer, and and uh, I think there was also was it part of that rumor, or am I misremembering it that there was also um, She Hulk involved in that because she also mm. plays a lawyer in her show, and that Charlie Cox would be involved in the She Hulk show. What would be pretty cool. I haven't heard that. Yeah. Th- that's what I heard. I, it was like one or two posts or something, so I don't know how substantial that rumor is. <laughs> but That'd be um, sick, though. It, it would... as substantial as the rumor that Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock's is in no way home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Based solely off the CSI work 
looking at some gentleman's arm hair. <laughs> yeah, Daredevil so confirmed. Yeah. Confirmed. <laughs> You're here to hear first, folks. Confirmed. <laughs> if, it, if it does end up being Charlie Cox coming back as Daredevil in No Way Home, I'm going to lose my shit because Charlie Cox, just, just to put it out there, um, but he won um, a Helen Keller Achievement Award for Daredevil uh, because of how great of an actor he was to play a blind man. And I just, I just, I just found his acting remarkable in Daredevil, and the choreography was amazing. Oh yeah! And oh yeah! I know you wanted to grill me on Shang Chi, and this is one thing I will say about that oh, we're movie. Gonna, we're gonna get there, but go is ahead. That, yeah, but that Shang Shang Chi had a very Daredevil season one esque fight choreography. It was okay. just amazing. It was brutal. It had weight to the punches. Um, his his parkour um, while he was fighting was just phenomenal, and I just the whole time I just couldn't help but think this would be great for a Daredevil movie as well, or at least a Daredevil character in the MCU. Yeah, no, I agree. So that is something I'm heavily looking forward to, um, and the only worry I have going forward with Spider-Man: uh, No Way Home now is how are we going to get airtime for all these amazing characters that are supposed to be coming back? Same way they did it in the first 10 years, and that's spanned it over more than 10 years. <laughs> I wonder if they do end up going with uh, the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man returning, if they're going to make some sort of attempt to like flesh out these characters in some way. I kind of hope they don't, just so it doesn't take away from the movie, but well, right. like you have a lot going on right now. And well, a I lot did. of characters they're going to be covering, and especially for some of these characters where they're returning to the screen after so many years, they're going to have to do some form of like introduction to these characters. Right. Yeah. Well, one thing I did hear was that that scene in the trailer where um, Doc Ock is talking to Peter. That's not Tom Holland's Peter. The scene where we see him jumping onto the front of the car on the highway is is replacing the actual Peter that is doing that. So you think so, Toby, that's supposed to be Tobey Maguire, and that's who Doc Ock is talking to? Yeah, it, I it hope makes so, sense. Man. Maybe, maybe it makes him, more than that sense. Yeah, because I mean, I what, what I'm curious about is with this spell that Doctor Strange did, where nobody remembers who peter parker is but then i i just nobody don't know how they're getting tom holland's peter parker yeah is. exactly yeah. So, so clearly there's got to be something there that would explain that and that to me is is a valid theory yeah no kidding and we are going to see electro in this movie and i think that'll probably be uh andrew garfield's villain yeah mm-hmm. jamie fox was it yep yeah reprising his role I honestly I didn't so, mind Jamie Foxx's Electro, especially at the beginning of the movie. I I felt he was he was something else, that's for sure. Yeah, that's put I like what he did with the character for sure. That movie yeah. is like I will I would say it's not up to par with a lot of the other Spider Man movies, but I liked uh their casting choices and I liked some of the events that happened in it. I just wouldn't say it's uh like in Oh my no top. for sure. Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was, to me, a movie to introduce the Sinister Six because they had a lot of those characters show up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I mean, the one thing I do want to see from the Amazing Spider-Man that I felt we got really, um, uh, really teased, you know, carried on a stick was the Rhino in like a mech suit. Um, oh, I, what, yeah. 10, 10 seconds right at the end <laughs> yeah like that was in the trailer for the movie and i was like Paul oh my Giamatti. god yeah i know yeah. i'm like oh fuck we get the rhino like yeah oh, exactly so and then it's oh no it's <laughs> yeah. just the end of the movie where he throws like a sewer uh sewer grate lid on him it, it was like, just the 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 visual equivalent of a buzzword just yeah. get everyone's attention yeah, yeah. So I hope that they do some form of justice with No Way Home, and and now that they have all these characters, that they're gonna give them each some kind of substantial screen time that makes sense. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, another thing with the Shang Chi is like it had a lot of characters in it that actually got a pretty fair amount of lines and screen time, and I felt like that that did it really well. Like it 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 followed the main character, um, of course, but it had an ample amount of screen time for the rest of the characters where it made sense in the story. Right. Well, so since, uh, they can definitely do it. We've now come back to Shang-Chi for the second time. Let's, let's open this up. Okay. Since, uh, since you were so lucky and privileged to go to this early screening that apparently every theater all over the world does all the time that they do. I didn't know about. I don't know about every theater all the time, but <laughs> no. But you're not. No, you're not the. You're not the first person I heard that from. Well, you were the first person to tell me, and then I heard it more on a couple of podcasts I listened to, and they were talking about the exact same thing where they were, and I was like, "Fuck, this is a thing." I'm like, "How did I not know this?" Thirty-four yeah, years I... old, and I didn't know I can go see a movie, on, like a, like a premiere showing of it. Yeah, I probably found out like three or four years ago that like, oh, the night before they're supposed to come out, there's like two or three showings. Well, I feel a little bit so. better about that, but I still, I am, I am today years old finding this out. <laughs> so fuck. <laughs> but yeah, Shang-Chi. Now, we don't have to get into a, a full walkthrough, but uh, I want to hear all of your thoughts about it, because uh, Ryan and I go see oh. this Monday, yep. um, and I want to know what to expect. You can expect some amazing choreography. Um, some of those fight scenes are not like, I've seen before, like just without powers or super humans or anything like that. Just his fight style is just amazing. Um, the way he moves is just very graceful. Yeah. Um, I I felt really impressed by that, and that made me want more and more of a Daredevil introduction to the MCU again. Um, there are a lot of great characters with great humor um humor is important for me yeah like i think ant-man is the one that comes closest to me for humor for this film but there were many scenes where there were just people cackling in the theater that i haven't really remembered happening for the last few marvel films i mean they've been a bit more somber because they've been end game or post end game or something right (laughs) and this is this is the first film that uh pretty much doesn't really reference that i think from what i remember but yeah well i saw uh, in a trailer today, a short trailer, there was a scene where he's what at a support group for people with overbearing fathers. <laughs> Don't Does that happen? That. Does that doesn't happen in the movie. Maybe it's just for maybe it's just a trailer for the fucking movie, but it was hilarious. Could, could have been because I avoid trailers almost entirely when I know I oh, want to yeah, see the movie. Right. Anyways, You're one of those weirdos. Yeah, I he doesn't I, want to I know just... anything about it. 
especially when if this is the case where they show something in the trailer that's not in the movie then i can't be disappointed by it but, right, but um, if you had seen it you wouldn't have been disappointed right or is that what you sure said? fair yeah but <laughs> i don't remember regardless if that scene was in there because there was so much else that happened uh ollie are you sure you went to go see this movie you're not just blowing smoke up my ass no i went to go see it i just right. i'm really bad with spoilers so i want to avoid saying anything so <laughs> oh, it's probably dude, you don't i mean i'm not probably it's probably it. better if you Ryan guys just ask be, me but... specific questions about it but okay well we touched on choreography action humor i'm glad the humor, humor is there that's super yeah. important um and you said most of the characters got pretty good development Oh, yeah, especially one character that I did not expect to be in the movie. Um, is it going to ruin it, this whole thing for me if you tell me who it is? Yes. Then it, tell me anyway. It, it, it should be a surprise. <laughs> why, why? I don't know if Ryan be... wants to hear it. Ryan, do you want to hear it? I kind of want to hear sure... it. Yeah, he kind of wants to hear it. Okay, yeah, we all want to hear it. Who, I'm who sure there's. Up? I didn't pay attention to the rumors for following this movie before coming into it. So for me, it was a complete surprise, but it makes total sense that he's in it. Um, but our, our boy, the Mandarin comes back and he's just got some amazing lines. Uh, Oh, Oh, the guy from, from Iron Man. Yeah. Ben Ben Kingsley's character. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor, (laughs) Trevor, (laughs) Trevor something. I can't remember his name, Yeah, yeah, but he, he comes in at a time that I didn't really see it coming. Okay. And it, I just didn't expect him to have so many lines, and every single line that he had in the movie was just like top-notch humor. Comedy like, gold, yeah, comedy gold. Like he uh, just yeah. Ben Kingsley just like stole the scene anytime he was in it for me. That's so, awesome. Um, yeah, that's like that's great, and you know the movie I will say reminded me. Um, maybe you guys won't agree with this, but it reminded me a lot of Aquaman, just with the world building and like. Like I forget um, what it was exactly, but but I don't want to say any more. But just with Aquaman <laughs> being under the ocean and like seeing that world that they built, that is Atlantis, coming into this movie, it was like, oh wow! They Are actually... you saying we get to see a different kind of world that they're in? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Nice. No, I'm down for that. I'm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm. Super, which is super which stoked. is yeah. Which is why earlier when I was saying that we could see something like Kung Lun. Here in the MCU, I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah." Well, right. Well, now this place is is not Kunlun. No, you, I. For- you can go ahead and tell me. No, I forget. <laughs> I forget the name of it off the top of my head because it's it. Chang Chi is not a hero that I've really followed in the comics. He's uh, pretty obscure, and um, and is he, has, is he relatively been around new? for for a while here? Well, I got my my. Google well, yeah, because the Ten Rings have been around for a while. That's for sure. But it just never occurred to me to read up on Shang-Chi before um, this movie. But I might look into it a lot more now, especially with, like, with the ending. I feel like he's been around for a while because, like you said, with the Ten Rings and the Mandarin and everything, like those have been large parts of Marvel yeah. on time. Yeah, I'm not he, so hold on. They developed the characters surrounding <laughs> more so than just like the Mandarin being uh, a big bad for like Iron Man or the Avengers or something. Right. So Shang-Chi, also known as the master of Kung Fu and brother hand, uh, appeared in American comic books published by Marvel comics. Character was created by writer Steve Englehart and artist Jim Starlin. 
Uh, debuting in special Marvel edition number 15, December 1973. Okay, so he's yep. been around for quite a yeah. bit. And then got his own solo work in 83. Um, and then we then we have what we have here. Hmm. Yeah, fucking crazy. All right. Well, I know, I know, I know what Alex loves in movies, and I know that you're gonna love this movie for sure. <laughs> oh, you know me. You don't know me. You're gonna love it. <laughs> I think, like, I want to ask you a question uh, really quickly, Ollie. Um, yeah, sure. Kind of like circling a little bit back around to that uh, Rhino scene from The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, uh-huh. Does Abomination get more screen time than that? Uh, what you've seen in the trailer, he gets like a split second more than that in the movie. Oh. It's not. Yeah. Do they explain where they are and why they're there? Yes, they do. Okay. Not well, particular why a why abomination is there but you can make an educated oh. guess based on the setting well okay. it looks like illegal fighting of some yeah. kind and i don't know why wong is there because wong uh, wong is now the asian colson of the mcu that's my theory he oh. is the, the one Wo- to Wong's bring everyone Coulson. together yeah oh, he's the shit. one to bring everyone together yeah that's that's, that's cool. what i'm thinking he is and I, I love his character, and I love oh, his Wong's voice. Oh, funny as fuck. That's one thing that I love about him, is his voice is just very, like, it's got gravitas to it. Good old gravitas. All right, we have spent quite a bit of time on uh, on this Marvel business, and I'm sure we could fill the rest of this pod with it. Uh, but I'd like to move on to Rick and Morty. Now, um... Today is Saturday, so tomorrow is Sunday. Uh, and tomorrow is rumored to be finally the day where they drop this finale. Um, and the rumor that I've heard so far is that it might be two back-to-back episodes that, is, that are connected, that are a two-part series. Um, but I, I don't really know. Then on the other hand, I keep hearing it's a one-hour special. Um, that's what I heard for sure, but yeah. I mean, whether it's two back-to-back half hours or what, or just two great, you know, regular episodes to cap off the season, I don't really care as long as it's more Rick and Morty. No, that's fair. Uh, pretty solid season. Yeah, this I just season. hope they keep momentum going uh, all the way until the end of the season. I don't think there's an episode that I get kind of meh about. Like, uh, I've I've actually enjoyed every episode this season i thought they were pretty good oh so looking at wikipedia it is two 30 minute episodes coming out tomorrow and what you think wikipedia knows everything wikipedia knows everything <laughs> i mean that's probably true it's, it's usually a, it's some high... fan that goes and updates it anyways so. well they have a high what accuracy rating they're like 90 percent plus and and they told us in school that we could never use Wikipedia to reference anything. What are they thinking? <laughs> yeah. They also told us in school that, uh, you know, we need to learn how to do math properly um, in our heads because we'll never have calculators with us everywhere we go. Yeah, that's this is true. true. School's that bullshit, we'll never make money off of video games and then we need to think hard about our future. And look where the world is now. Look where the world is now. Yeah. What did you know, teacher? You didn't know shit. Well, they did say that All I was right. going <laughs> to broke by the time I'm in my 20s, and they were kind of right on the money there. 
<laughs> no kidding. Um, any speculation for these upcoming episodes? Do you think they're going to close out any previous open loops of time? Well, I, I, I've been hearing a lot of theories that we've been seeing different iterations of Rick and Morty this season. You don't uh, think it's all been what it's all been C one thirty seven? Well, I do, but I've just been hearing a lot that oh, this episode was Evil Morty's origin story. This episode was this, and I was, and I'm like, ah, I don't know. I well, just why don't we rewind on that for a second? Which episode was Evil Morty's origin story? I think the one that I heard mentioned was the one where he fell in love with that superhero chick. What oh, the the Captain called? Planet ripoff. <laughs> Yeah, the Captain Planet ripoff. Played yeah. by the wonderful Allison Brie. Oh, that was Allison Brie. I felt yeah. I thought that was familiar. Yeah. Shout outs to Allison Brie. She's a fan of the show. <laughs> wow, <laughs> our first fan, and it happens to be Allison Brie. <laughs> That's great. Um, do we know why people think that that was his word? No, I no idea. I kind of stop reading into rumors when I disagree with them. No, that's I almost, that's very bad. Uh, I would assume that the episode um, that would have been considered the origin story would have been the one where they uh, um, they go through that portal for the wine, and then it's like oh, massive, yeah, between the two. Oh, men. that's a good point. Yeah, like the whole uh, what was the first his... episode. Yeah, what's his yeah. girlfriend's Mr. Mr. name? Jessica, oh, yeah. Jessica, yeah. Jessica. Well, not girlfriend, but his his high school crush. Yeah, so so she existed for millennia being poked and prodded by those guys to understand Morty better because when he ended up coming back to their world at the end of the movie or end of the episode, I should say, um they had a projection of Morty there right that was like the whole point they were trying to get at morty through her yeah seemed like it yeah yeah so so yeah i think maybe it was that episode that people were talking about that was the origin story i think that would be a pretty good contender for it anyways yeah well i mean i'm kind of hoping that we see some evil morty it's been a a story story train if you will uh that has come to a halt and we haven't seen anything since since what the Council of Ricks episode, since is the it? Council of Ricks, yeah? yeah, yeah. No, wait, no, 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 no. Yeah. The other one. What, what was the? Or maybe it's the same episode, and I'm just blending shit together. The one with, uh, I think it's called the Great. What is it? The Great Rick Lantis Adventure, where Rick and Morty fuck off to Atlantis, but it brings us to, um, what is that? It's not the Council of Ricks, but what's the what's the actual society called? What's the actual place called? Ooh, I can't what remember that. What season is this? Season three? Oh, shit. Now I'm drawing a blank. Um, Either season two or season three. But like our Rick and Morty, like I said, they fuck off and do something on their own. And it focuses on a story being told from um, wherever that place is fucking called, where all the Ricks and Mortys are, like that big. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where it was uh, Cop Morty. Yeah, I'm pretty cop. sure that was the same episode. And, where it and, was... and what was the what was the cookie brand? Simple Ricks. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, something like that. But I'm pretty sure that's the same episode where we last saw Evil Morty. That was that became well, like got, the president, president of that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's we're talking Citadel about of Ricks. Episode. Holy shit. Citadel I don't of know Ricks. why I couldn't yeah. fucking get that out of my head. Yeah, and that's the last time I'm pretty certain that is the last time yeah. we see Evil Morty and then it just goes that entire storyline was quiet. Was that not the finale of season four? No. Um, well, we're on season four, aren't we? No, we're on season five now. Get the fuck out. We're on season five. I'm looking at it right now. No, I'm trying to see This is like a whole gap in my head of what season. Four I know. I need to rewatch. Hey, hold on. You're season making me realize like... I need to rewatch the entire show. Oh, season four opened with the the fucking death crystal. I did not care for that episode. What was that? Um, Rick and Morty are after these fucking crystals or whatever, and you can see your time of death. It, it kind of shows like the future and how to avoid. Avoid dying, and Morty uses it to get with Jessica, and he goes through every possible oh, timeline of possible I vaguely outcomes. Remember it. Yeah, it was. Oh, I really didn't care for it at all. But I think the next episode after that was the one with the toilet. Oh yeah, on the like planet all by and itself. The, yeah, and the, and some oh. alien fucking uses it. <laughs> yeah, it his goes through his best most... friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was such a strange yet like welcoming warm episode. Yeah, um, and definitely better than the first one. And that was also the season with, uh, oh shit, what was it? The uh, the heist one. Oh yeah, that was. Or was good. like I a like... heist in a heist in a heist. Yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch! I'm in. <laughs> well, aside right, from like the dragon one, two episodes, yeah, no, I really didn't like season four all that much. Well, it had the vat of acid episode, which was yeah, that was one of awesome. Yeah, that was a great episode. That I again, I went into it not knowing what was going on in the episode. I never go into things having heard or seen the trailers for them, but but that that episode shocked me to the core with with just how dark it was with the plane crashing and everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like and if it, anything, you would think that is the episode that starts Evil Morty's origin, because that's where he first fell in love, and all Rick did was just fuck with him. Well, that's a good point. Like, how do we... The show is just called, you know, Rick and Morty, so as long as it just follows a Rick or a Morty, how do we know that it's not just every episode, and they decide at the end of the series which ones were which Rick and Morty, you know? Well... Well, right, and then you Ex- have... Except for there's been the obvious few in season one where they explicitly state they're C-137, whatever right. it is. Well, and then we have this season's episode of uh, with the decoy families. How do we know which fucking... How do we know who we're actually following in, in an infinite universe of Ricks and Mortys? Yeah, yeah, that episode, I think for me, was the one this season I didn't really care for, just because it... I don't know, I, I felt it didn't go anywhere. It was kind of a cool... Oh, callback, but I don't know if we can be friends now. Huh. Was that your favorite one this season? Um, I don't actually have one pegged out to be my favorite. I think uh, I actually like this is my favorite season so far. I think that um, just fucking brilliant, really weird fucking concepts. The, the Jerry and the demons and shit, like <laughs> just fucking out there. Yeah. Like... <laughs> that episode was that episode was pretty great. I, I love the fact that there's like a hell dimension that just gets off on cringe. Oh and, right, <laughs> and they they just bring Jerry around, and that way Rick's um uh what is it? Rick Steele is paid off. 
Right. So, yeah, I did. I did really like that episode. I think. <laughs> and then you got the sperm one, and the, the creates the, a oh, fucking <laughs> the thanks the Thanksgiving one, which was nowhere near Thanksgiving. I oh like that. God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I like anything with Keith David in it. Keith David is awesome. Yeah. Um. Quick side uh, sidetrack: Is Keith David going to be in the Saints Row re- reboot remake? No, it's entirely new characters. No, you can't get rid of Keith David. I know. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No, I, I I watched the trailer for for that game, and it's completely different. It almost feels like it's Watch Dogs just plays a little bit differently. Well, I hope they keep a lot of the same humor going into that game because the, the Saints Rose games were all over the place. That, that's what they said they did is that they kept the humor, but I watched some of the dev interviews and they also mentioned that I believe this what it was more or less is that they didn't regret any of the Saints Row games they made, including Agents of Mayhem and um They should regret Agents of Mayhem and that uh, game Get Out of Hell. And that they made the games that they wanted to make, and that they're going to continue doing that with this game. So, except, I... except they were wrong. Yeah, about, about Agents of Mayhem, and I'll tell you why. What is the one thing that game looked like it was going to have that it didn't have? Multiplayer. Multiplayer. Right. <laughs> you built this whole foundation, a game that would one hundred percent be awesome enough to support multiplayer. I was hoping that this was going to be something big I can jump into with my friends and we'll go fuck shit up as different characters inside this universe. And it was single player you, that you swapped between different fucking characters. What kind of shit is that? Yeah, no. I I, I don't know. My vibe was that it was, it, they were kind of trying to do a kid's game with it. But I mean, the IP is Saints Row. and There's nothing just, childish about it. In the first Saints exactly. Row, you could, you, could, you could buy bongs of weed and shit and get high as fuck. And get drunk as fuck and go around and shoot people. Yeah, and the second Saints Row, somebody's beheaded and, you know, it's... Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> right. And then between Saints Row 3 and 4, the Saints rise from being a fucking local gang to this big community thing and then enters the presidency and saves the world from an alien invasion. Like, it's... It, <laughs> it's not... Yeah, it, it gets progressively more... Outlandish. Zany, outlandish. Yeah, I th- I thought they kind of peaked with Saints Row Three, uh, when they did the uh, Genshi DLC. I don't know if you ever played that. I think it was no, but Doc- I do have Doctor Genshi. I do have Saints Row Three remastered because uh, Epic Games, shout out to Epic Games, not a sponsor, uh, gave it away last week or the week before. <laughs> yeah, so there. so I I want to replay it as well because I remember a lot of good times with that game, and I think it was a really good balance between. GTA like clone and outlandish Saints Row uh while retaining some of the original Saints Row um formula but it it still was a big step away from the Saints Row formula. Right. Anyways, Ryan, I don't have high hopes for this reboot. Yeah, Ryan, you play Saints Row? I've never really played any of the games, no. I've seen some of I them, mean, but I've never played. You're not you're not exactly missing anything. Because um, they're not overly memorable, they're fun. It's it's just another mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto clone, yeah, uh, where you can do crazy, insane, stupid shit. Like it's. 
I will say that Saints Row 3, I've had some really fond memories playing that game. I don't think there was any part of that game where I was like groaning because of how repetitive it was or anything like that. <laughs> no, that's I, fair. Yeah. I thought Saints Row 3 was kind of epic, but I know a lot of people disagree because it, it became a little bit more outlandish than Saints Row 2. But either way, if Saint, if this Saints Row reboot proves me wrong and it's anything like Saints Row 2 or 3, then I'm going to love it. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I'm going to go ahead and probably think that uh, Rick and Morty is uh, done here, conversation-wise. Well, yes, so, but so I do want to... we've uh, seen the new episodes. Which we yeah, that's discuss. true. Have Have uh, you guys been watching the spinoff series? Oh, the um, oh, the one on. It's on, uh, on Disney Plus. Disney Plus on Star. There, um, like Solar, Solar yeah, Opposites, Solar Opposites. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, I've uh, I've watched like the first like three or four episodes. There's a lot of voice actors in it that I like, or a lot of actors in it that I like. Um. So I thought that I would like it a lot more, and um, I don't know. It's it's not bad, but it's not Rick and Morty. Yeah, it's definitely not Rick and Morty. The the art style's the same though, um, and the writing is a bit outlandish as well. But they kind of double down with just having a continuous story, and I'll have to say that I don't think it works really well. I don't I think they're on season four and there's only three seasons on Disney Plus or something like that. Holy shit. But yeah, the first three seasons of of this show is just I don't think it's it's anywhere near as good as what Rick and Morty is and probably doesn't really deserve to be a Rick and Morty spin-off. Uh, <laughs> especially since as you get on with the show, you start to realize that they're putting way more effort into the the sort of B plot of the show than they are into the main plot of the show. Gotcha. So as you progress, you know, I'll I'll tell you guys this because I don't know if you're gonna bother watching the show and it's not Probably really not. huge spoilers. Not. But <laughs> yeah, I don't think we care for that here. Um but uh one of the quote unquote children of the show uh miniaturizes humans that he wants to collect and then right. he puts them in the wall. Right. And okay, so, so there's that... a whole storyline following the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And and what goes on there and how people are are fighting each other for toothpicks for with weapons uh, as weapons and there's some backstabbing involved and that storyline that's happening there is a million times better than what's going on with these plant people storyline in in the main show that you're supposed right. to follow. And in the latest season, I think there were like more episodes on the wall storyline than there were of the main storyline. And so if you guys want to catch up with it, just see if there's like somebody snipping together all the wall storylines on uh, YouTube. <laughs> but I just watch the wall. Yeah. And just watch the wall because I'm a little bit disappointed with, with, with the show because I don't know what they were going for, but I don't think they found their footing yet after like three seasons and the wall seems to be a way better show. So maybe they should do a spinoff and just follow the wall. That's crazy. I didn't realize there are that many seasons. When I, when I first started taking to it, it was, it was only just releasing one episode a week. 
Yeah, and then they and, quickly... I think they were doing that mm-hmm. until they caught up with where they were currently, and I think now they're on season four, or or at least Disney Plus only has up to three seasons, I believe. Nuts. But, uh, yeah, just, I, you know, I'm expecting more Rick and Morty, uh, but I get nothing. Did either of you watch um, MODOK? No, I've that's with Patton Oswalt, right? The, yeah, <laughs> Patton Oswalt. It's done in the style of, like, Robot Chicken. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Seth Green has a hand in this as well. Um, it's not bad. It's not Robot Chicken funny all the time, but it's very, very similar humor. That random whatever plus blood and guts claymation everywhere. Like, it's uh-huh. it's funny enough. Uh, I think the the first season is complete. Uh, on stars there, so you can check it out if you uh, if you're interested. Okay, doesn't sound half bad. No, especially it's, if it's kind of like a robot. It's Pat Oswalt, and I can listen to Pat Oswalt whine and talk all fucking days. I love that man. Oh yeah, yeah. Shout he's, out he's to Pat really Oswalt. He's also a fan of the show. And, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> really he's rolling a following base here. Oh, I know. Yeah, episode two, and we already have celebrities. Just wanting to be us, <laughs> and he's he's shown up in the MCU before. He was in Agents of Shield, I think, the first few seasons. Patton Oswalt, really? Yeah, really? yeah, he was. He he played. I don't even know what his character was. He was a not really an agent of Shield, but like a butler of Shield. He had like a twin brother everywhere, and whenever his character would die, they'd be like, "Oh, that was my twin brother. Hi, I'm so and so." And it was just like, yeah. He was there, so he's technically canon in the MCU, I guess. Fucking Oswald, that's awesome. Fucking awesome. Um, yeah, let's move this along. Um, what would I say we were going to think? We wanted to talk about the Witcher anime, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, thank you. You definitely you 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 saved me. You saved (laughs) me from a lot of bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, you guys have seen this Witcher anime. Yeah. Um, yep. Amazing. I really liked it. Um, you know, I never really delved into the books too much. I think I have just book one, and I got about halfway through it before I gave up for some reason, but I'm going to give it another shot. Um, I don't know if the books ever go into the sacking of Kaer Morin, but that's what this Witcher anime follows. Uh, right, ascent- ascent- way, way, way ahead of the events of... Of yeah, the Witcher series. I, I want to say it's like 100, 250 years before the events of the Witcher series, at least when we follow Geralt. Um, but, um, yeah, so the sacking of Kaer Morin uh, follows, you know, the downfall of the School of the Wolf, which is where what Kaer Morin was. Um, yeah. Essentially, a, a, you know, a children are taken by this law of surprise because if there's a monster that needs to be slayed and the parents can't pay the witcher for killing it then they will invoke the law of surprise uh and be like hey uh which by the way is not meant solely for the purpose of stealing children yeah it is law of surprise means they can claim whatever they want as their reward for said duty yeah Exactly. But most often, yes, used for child snatching. Yeah, so so they take children and they train them through the trial of the grasses, I think it's called. And basically, they're just thrown in with the wolves from day one. 
and then the survivors are injected with uh, magic serums uh, that Witcher mages make. And when they come out of it, they have heightened senses, they have a higher tolerance to uh, potions uh, and their toxicities, and um, basically have faster reflexes. Cat-like, almost. Oh yeah, they become superhuman. Yeah, essentially. And then their job is basically just to roam the land and and take coin wherever they can and, and lay with women. And that's essentially what you see with <laughs> with Vesemir here. Which is interesting that his introduction to the Witchers was like, holy shit, this guy is actually badass. I want to be like that. Well, I right. Now, I didn't play a whole lot of the games, but the one I spent the most time with, and it's not that much time, is The Witcher 3, where you're... You, I mean, you know that Vesemir was Geralt's teacher? Is that the best way to put it? Yeah, yeah, because he was the only one left standing after the sacking of Cairmorn. Right, but he's portrayed as like this jolly old fellow who's seen some shit and is now ready for retirement. Yeah. And then you see true. Vesemir in his, in his prime, and he was this yeah. badass, take no shit, I'm gonna fucking kill all y'all and sleep with all your wives kind of deal. Like, he was a, he was a fucking badass witcher a suave motherfucker if you will yeah yeah i definitely really liked their art style and um yeah vesemir was a really great character to follow and i don't know if it's anything more than just rumors but um the idea essentially was that maybe this was a kind of toe into vesemir's world and maybe we'll see a future witcher game as young vesemir Though I know, I think the idea was definitely that Geralt won't be returning and that you would be playing a different Witcher. I just I just kind of would like to see more of Vesemir, for sure. Is is Geralt dead? I haven't played through the games, I don't know the story. Uh, there are multiple endings. I don't think he dies in most of them. I don't think he dies in any of them, actually. It's been a while since I've played, but it's mo- it mostly has to do with your choices surrounding Ciri, um, whether she comes back or not. I think there's two good endings and two bad endings. Two of the bad endings, Ciri doesn't come back. Two of the good endings, you have Ciri. I believe that's what it is. But Geralt is always pretty much around afterwards, I believe. Yeah. Ryan, your thoughts on uh, the anime? I really liked it. It definitely uh, reminded me a lot of Castlevania in the way that it was, uh, like, the fight scenes were um, portrayed in very, like, fast-moving characters and a lot going on, but still really heavy emphasis on the way they were moving to make it look like it wasn't just uh, a drawing being thrown around the screen. And It was very well was, animated. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it really look like castlevania to me like very similar styles um even down to the uh characters and just the way they interacted felt a lot like castlevania as well and i really liked that obviously very different things and it was nice to see that but as someone who's not um overly familiar with the witcher lore i feel like it was a good introduction to the series yeah i mean because they don't really go into much in the uh in the original series with uh, Henry Cavill there, that live action. They kind of talk yeah. about stuff, but they don't really get into it. Definitely. It's a lot more yeah. like world building rather than uh, building around the character arcs that like, for example, this one where they're 
the witchers are creating the monsters in um like a new form so they essentially have work constantly yeah that's that's something that i like me as i guess an average witcher fan because i've really just played the games and i haven't really delved too much into the books that took me for a surprise that the witchers were actually doing that because i think all they allude to in the games of the sacking of Kaer Morhen was just that the common folk just decided that they had enough with the witchers because they were theorizing that they were just bad news and that their presence was actually causing more uh, monsters to show around, not necessarily that they were causing, like, you know, like making them. Right. Um, right. But I could, I wonder, so I wonder if that was um, canon or if it was an actual um, just, you know, freedom of creation there. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was canon because there is some side missions in The Witcher 3 where you do see characters making monsters. That would actually kind of make sense in, like, the uh, the Star Wars sense of things, where uh, every new trilogy we start off just learning about the Force and uh, its intricacies, whereas in, say, uh, From a New Hope, we learned about all that. And then in um, Phantom Menace, we learn about all that again, and so forth in the Star <laughs> Wars movies, where they're essentially just, like, rehashing uh the plot generally but leaving out really big pieces uh to be discovered later yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna lie though metachlorians are unforgivable <laughs> unforgivable oh, man. never have been a thing i agree i, I just like i, I don't like the way that they scale power in a lot of these things like i don't think it's necessary it's only useful for when you're trying to see if a, a character from a different universe could beat a character from your universe. <laughs> I think it's dumb as shit. I hate it. I think yeah. you guys are going to have to tell, teach me more about Star Wars and the canon in some oh. episode, because this sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure we'll get real deep into Star Wars pretty soon here. It is All like right. Star Wars season coming up. A lot of their shows are going to be releasing in the next couple oh, months. Oh, right. That's true. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of a lot of shit to sift through. There's so many different iterations uh, and so many different stories that all intersect. And it's like the first. See, the first trilogy has one feeling, and it's a very skewed kind of view of the Force and good and evil. And then you get to episodes one, two, and three from like the Clone Wars era, and it's a completely different feel, completely different atmosphere. It's not all black and white. There's a lot of gray. But mm. uh and we don't talk about the last trilogy because as far as I'm concerned it doesn't exist. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean even as someone who's not that big of a Star Wars fan, I agree with that too. I just, <laughs> following that I series was the hardest thing I've had to do like as a as a casual movie goer is like, wait, didn't that just happen in the last movie? So why are they doing this in this movie? I just can never get over the scene in episode nine where Ray is, uh, where they first find the Sith dagger and she's like talking about how, uh, she can feel all the terrible things that's been done with this. As she's right. holding Anakin's lightsaber that slaughtered like so <laughs> many children in the temple in episode three. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. 
And not even just not even just younglings, but like everybody. I imagine there was a lot more going on in that temple than we knew. He slaughtered. Oh everybody. yeah, like full full Jedi masters were cut down without lightsaber, along with hordes of actual children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Sith dagger. Daggers. Oh, that's this is scary, scary, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Oh my god, yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> going back to the Witcher anime, um, mm-hmm. you guys have any more thoughts on that? Um, Honestly, I feel like after watching this, I need to get more into the lore in general. Because there was so much that like, I feel like I would have understood a lot better if I had at least played more of the games. And it's really just, like, reinvigorated my uh, desire to want to get into it. So, especially with, what is it, Season 2 coming out in December here for the yeah. uh, Henry yep. Cavill show? Yep. Yep. Season 2 coming yeah. out in December. And, Definitely uh, going to be getting back on the Witcher train here pretty soon. If you do end up playing the first two games, um, I don't think the first game may have aged really well (laughs) no it is probably not not. (laughs) the the combat i remember i remember trying to play this game like six years ago i did end up beating it but it was like a grind and i think the whole campaign took me like 20 hours to beat just because of how difficult the mechanics were the second game however it looks prettier it plays easier but it's only like eight hours long it's it's like a very short game from what i remember um it's 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 open world but in the sense that like tomb raider is open world you know where you just have like these different locations yeah and it's more like collectibles you can go and get but it's a fairly linear uh like story experience yeah more so like that the story though is is interesting the first game story was all right um but yeah the third game is definitely where it peaked and where you should be spending most of your time because there is a lot of lore that's explained, even without having played the first two games. Oh yeah, there's um, a lot of shit in The Witcher Three. Yeah, but but I kind of agree with you. I need to get into The Witcher more. I can't wait for season two, and and uh, I should be getting into the books. I should go back to book one and and reading that. Um, See, to me, The Witcher is one of those series uh, that's kind of like kind of like Warhammer, where I almost prefer to approach the lore aspect of it in like a podcast uh, sort of style instead where um, ideas are presented as topics rather than just brushed over on a side mission playing throughout the game. I would like to play The Witcher 3, but for a lot of like the events leading up to that game, I feel like um, just going straight to lore books might even be a better play. Yeah, I mean, you're not necessarily wrong there, but they do basically explain all the major lore points that you need to know for the witcher 3 like the wild hunt the wild hunt is is pretty integral to um the lore same with Mm -hmm. uh, the elder blood and whatnot uh again i haven't read the books but i know that it is pretty integral especially with what they explain in the game so you're not going to be too far off with that i think the books are going to explain uh a lot more for sure if you're looking for that but Oh, I'm sure you yeah. could find a, a wiki if you really needed to. Oh, like, yeah, there, there is one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I could look into that, too. And and you know what? This isn't even the first Witcher live-action TV series that happened. I'm pretty sure they had a Polish TV series in, like, 2011 that lasted, like, a season or two. I can't Wouldn't remember. Wouldn't surprise me. It's a very yeah. big deal in Poland. 
The Witcher. It's very famous. Yeah, between mm. that, uh, yeah, The Witcher and CD Projekt Red are pretty much its main export. <laughs> is I'm that kidding. just because the, the Witcher lore is heavily based on like mythology? Slavic mythology, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, pretty much. Like, Eastern European mythology is basically what wrote The Witcher, and and I don't know how to pronounce his, the author's name, otherwise I'd be saying it, but... No, he, um, I don't want to butcher it either. Yeah, he, he definitely <laughs> grabs... And some of this is stuff that I heard growing up, too, um, being Hungarian myself, because um, we do share a lot of um, history with Poland. But uh, yeah, he definitely grabbed a lot of inspiration from uh, folklore and mythology. So it's definitely really cool. I just love how diverse the universe is and how many monsters there are and everything like that. Like there's some that are that show up in um, the the Witcher anime that I don't even think made it into the Witcher three game. I don't know if the, if it was even planned to, but yeah, there's still a lot more that they haven't shown you in the game. That's cool. Just, yeah. I mean, that just gets me more excited for like future games or whatever properties they decide to continue with. Yeah, I just the way I kind of see it working out is like almost like the Force Unleashed. I don't know if you guys have played those games. Oh uh, yeah, the Star Wars ones. Yeah, it's like I back I, multiple times. I kind of those hope that the that awesome. the future Witcher game kind of plays like that, where you can really mold your own guy, but it kind of like follows a storyline. I, I would see Vesemir fitting that kind of game real um but yeah yeah just... yeah but the stories of star killer are not canon though unfortunately yeah that's true which sucks because fuck he was strong <laughs> such a cool story arc too i feel like if they just didn't put the uh like a couple of the things in there like um the potential for turning luke to the dark side or killing him or like killing han and chewie or like any of those things, if those weren't in uh, those games, they could easily be canon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. But I mean, there's only one man who's ever been known to pull a fucking Star Destroyer out of the fucking sky <laughs> and crash it. And that's yep. our boy Starkiller. Man. Fucking what a wicked game. We gotta see something like that on the big screen. Oh, it'll never happen. No problem. I mean, we not. saw Thanos pulling a moon into the planet Titan. Well, we saw the Gauntlet pulling a moon. Oh, that's the point. <laughs> Titan. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. Yes, he wielded the glove, but that was all glove. That was not. That was, was not glove. him. That was not his power. <laughs> yeah, this would be like some like DC Superman shit, though. Like I could see that happening, where he just pushes a fucking moon into a planet or something like that. Just like yeah. going way over the top. Either Superman or uh was uh what was that show? Invincible? Yeah, I was, oh, yeah. I was gonna add that to our list of things to talk about. I don't even know if it's on here, but it, it was on there. Okay. Um I just don't think we highlighted it, but it's in there somewhere. It's down like okay. four or five pages. Yeah. Okay. I can't <laughs> wait for season two of that show. I know. I really it's hope history. what's going on with COVID that all these uh, animations are getting to the front of the line in terms of production. So we, I hope we I'm do sure get to we'll, see season two sure pretty we'll quick. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking of DC, 
We've all seen the Suicide Squad. Yes, sir. Yes. Fuck yes. What? Someone take the reins on this one. What a. <laughs> so definitely a bigger improvement over the first Suicide Squad. Absolutely. Which, oh man. And, <laughs> and this remind me: is this Suicide Squad canon at all with what they're doing in DC right now? It might be. I'm. Uh, it. I, if anything, oh, it's no. more canon than the first one. That's for sure. Because because all I know is that uh, on Rotten Tomatoes Instagram page, they showed a timeline of the events of all the movies, and and this one was included in that main timeline so i was a little surprised to see that because i thought it was a standalone um but i mean it does make sense that it's at the very least a sequel well uh, kind of kind of difficult because what is it captain boomerang is it yeah Did, yeah didn't he die in the first movie in like the first 20 minutes yeah yeah i think you're right yeah <laughs> right that's it yeah yeah and then i he... mean nothing nothing changed in, <laughs> nothing changed yeah. in this one but like <laughs> He was still part of it, so like I don't know if this is supposed to reboot the timeline or if it's just a different universe because DC, much like Marvel, also has a multiverse. Well, here's the thing: I wouldn't be surprised if they did include it in canon, but we just don't know what the canon is yet. Because last I heard, the idea was that the Flashpoint paradox movie was maybe going to rewrite a few of the things that happened in the previous. Uh, films because yep. i know that henry cavill is not coming back for superman i don't Bad think he is day. no he's i know not. and i think they're going to be casting a black superman soon right last i something heard something like that i've heard the rumors of that for the last little while which yeah i, I am a-okay with for the record the only thing i won't be okay with is if he's clark kent Oh, you want him to be a, his own character? I want him to be his own character with his own fucking story. Leave Clark Kent alone because Clark Kent's been a fucking name since the 20s. I'm done with Clark Kent. I want a different Superman origin story. I want to see a different entire story revolving I, around another individual. I could stand behind that because we've seen the Clark Kent Superman like four different times now. Right. Well, we've seen the whitest fucking superhero in all of superherodom. Yeah. Um, and, he is, the, and he is an alien. And he's an and alien. He, and he's an alien. Why does he have to be white? Yeah, right. that's, a, that's a good point. I'm um, done with Clark Kent as a character. Give me something new. Give me something fresh. Yeah. That said, though, that is actually my one yeah. problem with it, is the fact that it's Superman. Even if it's not Clark Kent, like, I just don't understand why they can't go and... Uh, I don't know, maybe create like a John Jones storyline. They have um Oh yeah, what, he was his... in he was in Justice yeah. League. Yeah, exactly. And I Martian thought they Man did Hunter. a good job of casting. Yeah, Martian him. Manhunter. Yeah. yeah. And he's similar in a lot of his powers to Superman. So I don't understand why they don't just flesh out a new character rather than rehashing an old, old character. That's a good point. Well, are they not also bringing in Black Beetle. I thought I heard that Black Beetle was getting his own um, movie eventually, which was is it, a, a, a Latino character. Was it not yeah. Blue, Blue Beetle? Blue, Blue Beetle, Beetle, sorry, yeah, that's, that's right. it. Yeah. No, no, and okay. not to mention the Beetle storyline can tie into the Martian Manhunter storyline as well. Oh, it's also yeah. An alien oh, well. thing, isn't it? Yeah, and not to mention that um, it, it was definitely one of the animated shows. They had... Um, green beetle i think which was stationed on mars so they have a beetle on most planets so 
interesting. It's kind of like yeah. a lantern core almost, but a yeah, lot more evil. I, but bug like. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Oh, it was in. Um, it was in. Oh, what is that animated Marvel one or DC? Sorry. DC? on uh netflix that they just brought back for season three not too long ago i've yet oh, to catch up on um, that I, was that young justice sorry young what young justice the one with young like justice. uh yeah i believe yeah. it was in that oh, you one said animated they... i didn't hear the animated part my bad yeah yeah sorry it was in in young <laughs> justice uh season two i think they had the it was the storyline was called the reach i believe that's what they were called mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyways, Blue Beetle, I thought, was being made into a, a thing for the big screen, so at least we have that character that could be quite interesting. Um, and they're going forward with Black Adam and uh, and Aquaman 2 as yep. well. So they're I'm definitely super going to retain... Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see things on the villain's perspective. I don't know the last time I've really now, seen that is black adam a villain or is he an anti-hero he's i think an they're anti-hero. going anti-hero route yeah i just know him as a villain but i'm pretty sure he's an anti-hero right i feel like casting the rock is uh what the fuck why am i blanking on his name now um dwayne johnson no no like the the <laughs> character the superhero <laughs> oh yeah i don't uh fuck it black adam yeah Sorry, I, I, was, I, I was just. I was just yeah, didn't like, we just say? It? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we literally just said it. I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, casting Wayne Johnson as Black Adam, like, there's no way that he would just be a villain where he's in one movie and then he's gone. Yeah, it's, like too big a name for him not to be uh, portrayed as an anti-hero or somebody that just like happens to work alongside the Justice League in times of crisis or something like that. Yeah, because I thought his whole origin story was that he his family was killed or something, and he was put into slavery. I could be wrong on that, but I think that's that's Black Adam's story. Um, I'm not but, certain, but wasn't he one of the first of the wizard's disciples? I think so. I th- he he's involved in some part in that. I don't know if he was necessarily. I'm, a disciple. I'm pretty sure that's who the wizard was in Shazam. That's what he was talking about when he was telling billy that not everyone no he was talking about um stanley tucci's character i didn't get that at all because stanley tucci's really because because that was like the opening scene of the movie well no i get that but like that's when he was talking about the power and having the power and how not everybody stays on that same straight and narrow like they have to be i'm pretty sure he was referring to black adam oh that would make sense I had heard rumors to... that there was supposed to be a Black Adam cameo in the uh, um, in that first Shazam movie, but they decided against it because it was Dwayne Johnson in the role, and he had a lot of, uh, I guess, creative power over how his character was going to be portrayed on the screen. And so he should. The man's a legend. I yeah, agree. not not to mention, <laughs> I bet you he's he's booked up for the next like eight years. Like that deal was made so long oh, ago. Yeah. Oh, I rem- yeah. Like, was it like 2013, 2014 or something that they were like, yeah, he's going to be Black Adam and it's going to be 2022, 20. Like, when is that movie coming out? No, it was idea. something like that. Like it was a yeah. ridiculous, like almost decade long timeline. Yeah, for, uh, that's true. Movie. Anyways. Going back to Suicide Squad, I could definitely see it being canon because they're still going forward with these original 
main canon characters and i i wouldn't be surprised if flashpoint paradox um was still going to change things i'd be interested to see that like them bringing back some of the characters that they killed off right at the beginning of the movie because some of them like were relatively integral villains in the dc universe oh not to like the whole thinker dying in the movie yeah like the thinker i don't know if you guys have seen the flash tv series at all i have not enlighten me sir but he was kind of a badass dude that was like literally body snatching people to steal their powers. Like hmm. he, like he's a genius level intellect. And so for him to just be killed by like Starro like that is like, you could have had any other DC property character that was um, a villain, you know, instead of the thinker there. Right. Yeah. That, like that, that was the, that was an issue that I had with that. But I mean, if it's a standalone movie, then who cares? But I think the thinker could could have been something big too. Right. Well, I'm on both sides of the spectrum. Uh, With like, in the same regard, I think that the thinker died a little premature. But I also liked um, the way that they had their roster set up. It was like Mm -hmm. the original Suicide Squad had, I I guess, a roster that you would sort of expect for the villains uh, to kind of follow along and. A lot of people found that uh, they were disappointed with this roster of characters because they just didn't feel like they were as impactful. They didn't have as cool uh, and flashy powers and everything. But I liked that part of it because it made them uh, expendable, almost. Yeah, It didn't oh. matter if they died. And it could kind of show that other aspect of DC where you know we see the really morally heavy heroes and the extremely immorally imbalanced villains, but we never see much come of that. It's just a lot of talk until this movie, where we see them just get absolutely obliterated by, like, every enemy that they run into, and only oh, yeah. a couple of the, like, main ones make it through to the end. Well, this Suicide Squad, now that we're talking about it like that, it reminds me of what Invincible is trying to portray. It's just a very gritty um part of the superhero genre that not everyone is exposed to and doesn't realize is occurring on like street level right yeah um like like i love the roster and how the film opened up to oh my god these guys are literally getting fucking slaughtered because <laughs> like they're the suicide squad they're not they're not trained um, they're in jail for whoever knows how long, then given their abilities back, and then told to go storm this fucking beach. Like, what do you expect to happen? They're not. <laughs> yeah. They're not. They're not heroes who have come with a game plan. They're just like, oh, and not to mention the one guy gave them away. I don't know how the fuck he contacted um, the. What what was it called? Colto Maltese? I'm butchering that name. Yeah, I think, the I island. think that's what it was. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're getting there. You got, you're, you're close enough. Yeah, so um, if he didn't give them away, we might have seen a lot more screen time for these characters, but I think it played out in exactly the way it needed to play out because it needs to show that that they're not invincible and, and uh, yeah, just the fact that these villains are are getting blown away just shows you just how scary this life could be living in this world where where anybody could have fucking powers to do whatever they want right 
and that scene I, on the beach with the arms just fucking yeah i got, like oh that that God. was my favorite character of <laughs> nathan fillions yeah uh, what, it, what was, his, what his name the was the letters? tdk the detachable kid yeah <laughs> 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 he's just sitting there his arms pop off and he's just like, <laughs> like why did slapping their faces and shit can't even fucking do it like <laughs> if they had given the guy a gun he could have at least like moved his arms to flanking positions or something but no right. they're like they're like tdk fucking go after those like five guys that are standing in a row and then he just goes <laughs> up there and then just like kind of slaps them around and like hugs <laughs> yeah. at their weapon and like <laughs> i like i i was screaming no internally all. actually yeah. no the, the theater was empty where i was so i was screaming out loud i was like ah why are you doing this yeah <laughs> like oh but i i absolutely love that scene in that character and just what followed after and just seeing them one by one be slaughtered because there are <laughs> things out of their control. Like they're all out of their wheelhouse basically. Right. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Captain Boomerang, he robs banks. He ties up the flash to a giant boomerang and launches him into space. That's what he does. But like <laughs> when he's there in a battlefield where there's guns, like how the fuck does a boomerang do jack shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he got like two guys. He, 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 you know, he lobotomized like a, a dude and cut another one in half, but which was dope. Yeah, but like, oh my god, like, what are you supposed to do? And then, uh, what was what was that other, um, the javelin? The one that, yeah, javelin. Like, what was he <laughs> supposed to be doing? Like, does he literally just toss and fight with a javelin? I and think like, so. He didn't even have much. bulletproof armor. It was just like spandex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like that was my first thought. Was like, wait, Look, like just, it looked like he just came off the Olympic field with a mask. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, but I mean, at least his javelin was pretty cool. Like, now he's got it had some had some weird fucking designs on it. Uh, and I was curious: is that uh, is that from this this mortal plane of existence, or is that something straight out well, of Them Themyscira? Because it was yeah, a crazy that was looking weapon. That was my thought, that this weapon had definitely some kind of background story to it. Like, it's only entrusted to people who um, who maybe prove themselves. Let me, let me look it up here on the DC database. So he's a German yeah. Olympic athlete who became sadistic and a violent Green Lantern villain. Um, hmm. Yeah. What are his powers? Origin... Peak human strength, skilled combatant, expert marksman. Wears a special suit to protect his identity while committing crimes, while allowing him enough flexibility for him to effectively throw his javelins. So yeah, yeah, no, it's just javelins. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just, just, a, <laughs> he's just athletic a athletic dude, <laughs> a stick, yeah, a stick throwing bastard. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. So they had a guy with a boomerang, a guy with a javelin. They had a fucking weasel who had murdered twenty-seven children. I can only <laughs> imagine he he must have done that while they were still in the cradle because there's no way that thing was smart enough to do anything. I mean, it died and then came back to life at the end of the movie. Yeah, I like that a, he got away with that. What a weird fucking character. And that yeah, was played that was, that was played by uh, James Gunn. Gunn's brother. John Gunn, yeah. John Who Gunn, also yeah. was, uh, was it Calendar Man or? Uh, yes, it was Calendar Man. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the in the prison, Isn't he right? Also, with a the... Ravager and Guardians. He yeah, was like, yeah, you're right. Uh, he was he was, was Yondu. Yondu. 
Yeah, yeah, he was Yondu's like yeah, right hand man. Yeah, Cap was gonna teach stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and then there was um, Mongol or something like Mongal. that. Mongal, Mongal, yeah. that was it. That Ooh. was a good play on words. Apparently, is also an alien. Uh, and... I can't believe they killed her like so early. Yeah, and, and like, daughter she... or 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 wife to Mon- Mongol, I think was. Uh... Yeah, equivalent. he's the one that controls the war world, which is like a massive planet that's just full of weapons. Uh-huh. He's like, he's a big bad in the DC universe. Oh, I, see. The, I can't believe DC. that they just fucking killed it. Uh, that's, yeah, that's off. what I thought. I, I thought that she was someone that was actually hu- a huge deal. And she was. And then when I saw her in Suicide Squad, I was like, okay, that was. Yeah, like the two of them have death, like which is horrific. Like yeah. they, they are equivalent in strength to a character like Superman. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's just their creative changes to the character for Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah. Who else was there in that opening? Uh, there was um... oh fuck, I don't even remember the character's name or the or the actor's name. The kid from Saturday Night Live. Um, oh, Blackguard? Blackguard, yeah. No idea what he's supposed to be. See, I'm at a complete disadvantage and loss because my DC knowledge is garbage. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not so Blackguard. great on either. I know, like, heroes, but villains in the DC universe, I the majority of them I will not recognize. Oh, I, I only yeah. know some heroes. I don't know a whole lot. My, my knowledge is extended to uh, Injustice video games. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and currently, what's what's in the 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 DC EU, if you will? Yeah, yeah, like I'll say, like the main characters, like Polka Dot Man, Peacemaker, Bloodsport. I think I knew of Ratcatcher, but for the most part, none of these characters were were any that I've known. And or King and, Shark. Yeah, King Shark for sure. I knew about. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, none of these characters were ones that I've known, and I've played my fair share of DC games and read my fair share of DC comics. But I'm all I always love to to discover new characters that I've never seen before, and the ones that they've chosen I thought were like pretty good for the story that they were trying to tell. Yeah, I agree. Like John Cena's Peacemaker, where he was <laughs> like he's just a dude who wants peace at any cost, even if it's by force. Like, come yeah. on, like that's so perfect. And he played but the character so fucking well. And now he's pretty much the exact same character as Bloodsport. But... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I love I love that at the beginning of the movie. It's just like I do everything you do, but better. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were talking about like smaller bullets, and then and then and that's how he goes out. Yeah. yeah. And then when um when they were doing that scene with rescuing Rick Flag from the uh <laughs> from the from the militia and they were just doing like oh, a little competition of like right. who could who they, could kill better and like cooler and they and then fucking it, slaughter the entire goddamn camp and it turns out they weren't really rebels they were Well they were fighters. rebels but well, they were right, yeah the, but they were the good guys. Fighter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the good guys. <laughs> And then they just like look at each other like, "What the fuck do we say at this but, point?" But like, how do they, how do they decimate an entire camp like that and not make a single sound? Like, fuck off! How did they not I, hear that? Rick Flag's drinking tea. Oh, like get fucked. There were definitely some inconsistencies there because as they were moving through, 
Um, I think it was Peacemaker that took a dude down and then climbed up on top of this roof. Meanwhile, you see Bloodsport jumping at three guys who were just standing there watching the whole thing. It, right. it was just, it was a little bit weird, but I mean, like, yeah. like what else do you do when you see this, like, dude in bright red with, like, a metal toilet bowl, like, <laughs> yeah. like helmet, like, coming at you, and you're just like, I want to hey, watch what's it's happening not a, here. It's not a toilet seat. <laughs> it's a beacon of liberty. no that movie was was fucking it was awesome i mean starro as a as a villain uh, again being at this disadvantage i don't know how significant starro is Um, i thought it was a cool villain but i think the whole the whole build-up and then climax of the movie happened way too fast because it was yeah you kind of get some backstory on on the origins of of well their origins of starro um and then it's boom starro breaks out and then you know a couple of scenes with fighting and then boom starro's dead yeah i mean but how else do you do it because if starro gets out and and you know enslaves the rest of the world like starro grows with every victim right is what they were saying right so um I know Amanda Waller wanted them to just leave because this would have been an international incident and, and the U.S. would have been allowed to like swoop in or, or do whatever and, they and wanted to do. probably just nuke it, yeah. Yeah, and, and nuke it. But like, that's not something that you can kind of fuck with, and I'm glad that they decided to turn around, bombs in their head or not. I was honestly expecting one of them to be taken out right then and there by Amanda Waller. Um, He's a but... ruthless bitch. Yeah, holy shit. And I'm, and I'm not going to lie, there was a lot of joy that rose up inside me when she gets knocked out with the golf club. <laughs> I yep. honestly I honestly didn't know what was going to stop her and I'm I'm glad that one of the people in the office was just like oh, you're a yeah. dumb bitch. I was like, like it was like tightening up my chest. I'm like somebody needs to do something. Somebody needs yeah. to step up and do something. Just get up and yeah. do something. And she gets fucking cracked upside yeah. the head. I'm like, "Oh, thank you." I was half ex- <laughs> I was half expecting that whatever it was jamming the signal for them to talk was going to come in to play again and they wouldn't be able to blow their heads up um but but yeah like starro as a villain being basically like you've played injustice too right and with brainiac um just swooping in there and like taking over people's minds and and enslaving them like starro is a little bit scarier because like they're actually dead and some of those scenes in the basement of that building were just like brutal like i was surprised with how gory this movie was for oh, i think it was 14a this movie was part- was it really no I like i'm pretty sure r. it was pretty you sure know, it, it was... had it had to have been rated r there was more than one fuck in that movie yeah that's true you only get one fuck with pg-13 or P- or 14 whatever but there was more than one fuck there was fuck all over the place Okay, I must between, have read it between wrong. Between Bloodsport and Harley Quinn, there's a lot of fuck going on. Okay, because <laughs> yeah, I went into the movie expecting it to be 14A, and then I was like, holy shit, this is like, oh, man, it was a, whoa, it was a lot a more gore than I was thinking. It's yeah. Fantastic. Which King was Sharp definitely... a man in half, literally in half. Yeah, <laughs> like... <laughs> tears my butt. Num nums. <laughs> best character in the movie yeah He's sylvester like... stallone playing king shark was definitely a treat oh yeah, yeah. Shout, outs, shout outs to sly stallone like fan of the show yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'd have him on the next episode it's possible we don't know 
like I, I i love the introduction where he's like reading a book upside down it's just like okay <laughs> and then when they're watching the presentation he's like and yeah and then, <laughs> and then when they're trying to rescue harley he's just like bird <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like i don't know I, he was so cute but like just gruesome at the same time dumb and and gruesome and awesome and there were so many times i thought he fucking died and then it was like oh no he just gets right back up and just keeps going (laughs) like he felt he felt that he could be a god a shark god yeah that that's a good point yeah his origin story i'm really interested in at this point um but like he freaking fell from jotunheim which is probably something like what was that like? Thirty stories high that he fell oh, from. Fucking something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then he gets flung into an apartment building by Starro at one point, and just that you don't see him till the end of the movie again, and he just like walks up and is like, "Hey guys, what's up?" <laughs> yeah. Like, just like that almost seems like nothing. Happened. Yeah, that almost seems like a, a Dungeons and Dragons character where you just roll a nat twenty in your moment of dire need, and, <laughs> and you just like you make that comeback, and everyone's like holding their heads and like, "What the fuck just happened?" And you're like, "Yeah, I did that." <laughs> and like, there I... it is, folks. The nerdiest moment so far on Nerdy Nomicron. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Rolling a nat twenty. <laughs> oh my god, god but, like that movie was was honestly like a treat it was pretty refreshing to see after the first um uh suicide squad movie where yeah. they had like two guys at the beginning die right off the bat and then like that was it till like later on and then they had that shoehorn joker appearance and right yeah yeah, yeah. so that first one was a mess yeah i, I felt <laughs> the characters that were here were definitely like great at interacting with each other there was a lot of action scenes that i totally expected to go completely different but then like worked out really well oh yeah well we just need james gunn and taika waititi to just direct everything going forward yeah that surprised me when he was rat catcher one and i was like i remember him being on the title card on the poster right but it never occurred to me like what character he played i was like maybe he's some cgi character that i'm not realizing but no just a memory but yeah no. Fucking Taika. Love that, man. Well, we are starting to approach uh, some long, long run times here. So I think he, here's a good place to, to cap it off. Um, fucking awesome discussions today. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we did cover all the things we said we'd talk about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> all right. Well. Um, this will be the conclusion to episode two. Stay tuned for episode three. Um, going around the, the, the table here, the, the virtual table. Ryan, if anybody wanted to find you social-wise, where could they find you? Um, I'd be on Instagram uh, under the handle Ryan L. Culleton. Um, or I suppose you want to add me on games or anything. That would just be synthetic, uh, seven or eight, depending on... Uh, which browse you're looking at? Oh yeah, Ollie. What about you, buddy? You get your uh, you get your socials up yet? Or are you still working on that? Yeah, honestly, you guys can follow my Instagram, Oliver dot h ruiz. Uh, that's Oliver dot h r u i z, and that's probably my only social media that I pay attention that's to. That's all right. That's all right. Hey, you got one. You got one, and maybe you'll get some fans. Who knows? Yeah, we're gonna be famous, you guys. You know. Yep. Uh, and then if anybody wants to find me on uh, on the Twitter, you can find me at the real Snurfin or on Instagram 
at Snurfin. Uh, I also have a Twitter and Instagram for, for us, the Nerdy Nomicron, and you can find us at at <laughs> Nerdy Nomicron. <laughs> I don't know how you put two ats in a row without it sounding weird, so I had to separate that with some space there. Uh, also, big shout-outs to Rat House Productions. Thank you, Matt the Rat, for uh, enabling us to uh, be able to record and put out content. Um, and also, uh, big shout-outs to Twat FM, or The World According to Fear and MDI. Uh, I am also a co-host on that show. We haven't recorded in a while, but hopefully uh, I get back together real soon. I know Fear has been working on our YouTube channel for gaming called Canadian Trash Gaming. Have a like and subscribe over that way if you'd like. Um, and that's pretty much it. Peace till next time. All right. See you guys. Peace.